A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away for another Vaughan boundary. <laughs> Well, he's a great fieldsman, Philip Tuffner. He often falls over and he's brought it into his batting as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vaughan and Tuffers Cricket Club podcast brought to you by The Telegraph. Ben Wright, Michael Vaughan and Phil Tufnell with you as usual. And we have got a very, very special guest this week. One of England's finest ever cricketers, Sir Geoffrey Boycott. He's coming in to discuss his latest book, Being Jeffrey Boycott, which details his incredible 18-year international career, which spanned 108 tests for England. We'll also get his verdict on the future of the game and his thoughts on the current England side as they begin their test series with South Africa on Wednesday. And something a little different this week, ahead of the series with South Africa. The Telegraph's Charlie Morgan has been facing a simulation of the Proteus bowling attack. He's going to drop by and tell us how he got on. Michael, Phil, welcome. Uh, Phil, you are back from your cruise. Did yes. you have fun? Did you enjoy it? How was Cabana number three on the VIP deck? <laughs> it was very nice, Cabana number three. Oi, oi, skipper. Um, <laughs> I've just actually got my seat, I mean, my land legs back. It was quite strange. It's you a bit weird, off. isn't it? Yeah, you walk off. First time I've been on a cruise, thoroughly enjoyed it. Can get a burger and a pint. Phil, can you, Phil, Phil, can I stop you, please? Yeah. Can you just give me the itinerary of your your day on the ship? Okay. Well, w- woke up in the morning. What time? Well, I don't know. Just about. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Peeled the eyes back at about half nine, ten o'clock. Uh, went down to the uh, international uh, breakfast buffet. Buffet, which was about Not a la carte. Was, yes, yes, which was about three miles long with everything that you could ever want for breakfast. There was fish, all sorts of weird things. You know what I mean? Everything, but it was it was wonderful. And then we'd uh, have a little slow stroll up to Cabana Number Three on the VIP deck, have a little rest, have a little have a little sit in the old uh, bubble bath. What's it called? Not bubble oh, bath. Jacuzzi. <laughs> jacuzzi. You had a jacuzzi on the balcony. Yeah, jacuzzi. We had a jacuzzi on the on the deck up top, so that was lovely. We were now at sea. Mm. So we, you know, watching it all go past and everything, it was rather nice. And then nice bit of lunch. What in the in the cabana? Or? Well, there was about twenty restaurants to choose <laughs> right. from. Uh, you could get whatever you want, and then uh, have another little nice relaxing afternoon, bit of dinner, and then a glass of wine, and perhaps off to the casino where I won a few quid. So I had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And what time were you talking? Uh, well, I did my talk about eight o'clock till nine o'clock, and then about ten o'clock till eleven, and well, that was double, done. Double shift, yeah, double yeah. whammy. Yeah, I'd just like to thank actually uh, Princess uh, 
uh, cruises for looking after me. We had a great mm. time. Uh, just uh, to let Princess Cruises know, uh, <laughs> myself and Ben are available. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd be a wonderful well, travel. We could, we could be a trio. We we could. Be a trio. I'd rather fancy the three-mile buffet. <laughs> you could take your time as well, Mike. It was wonderful. No, it's great. We stopped at La Rochelle. Uh, Bill Bow, and then on to La Coruña, and then flew home. So I had a wonderful time. Weather was great. The Duchess was there. Uh, lovely time. How do you deal with a buffet? Are you strategic, or do you just go mental? I just go mental. <laughs> just I, I, I take my big oval plate, which comes with me everywhere, <laughs> and pile it all. You on. can sometimes yeah. put too much on. You can. you can visually, it can do you a bit, can't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it totally what, I, faces I, I, me a buffet. Yeah, I always <laughs> feel like you, you you must take some stuff. <laughs> I know you just yeah I love that I love yeah. that and before you know it, you've got a massive mountain you start of start uh, hoarding yes. like a squirrel yes, yes. <laughs> smoke haddock on top of a waffle <laughs> yeah. oh that's gone with wrong ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> with ketchup how about you Mike what have you been up to uh, go, uh, what have I been doing um, playing a bit of paddle paddle tennis oh, no, paddle it. tennis so most... it's taking over the world paddle yeah yeah love my paddle Mike's um, good at I actually well. haven't done a lot. Fair enough. No, I haven't. I, nice. I, I, I've not really done much. Huh? I, I've not been on a ship. I've got nothing to tell you. <laughs> I've been playing paddle tennis. I, I've watched a bit of cricket. I've watched a bit of my lad's cricket. Uh, I've watched a bit of my daughter's ballet. Lovely. Uh, yeah, not a lot. I'd love to say I've done so much more, but I've done jacked. <laughs> in, in, enjoying family life. Right? Family which life, is yeah. Which is, it, it's a summer where I, I, I reckon I've been in cricket since 1990, really, when the summers have been taken. Yeah. And the last few weeks has been the only time, I reckon, in that time that I've been able to just be at home. Yeah, be at home, do very little. Wake up, enjoy the weather. Yeah. Weather's been rather nice. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, a few walks. Yeah, lovely. Looking after the dogs, Betty and Roly. Betty, how are they? All right, couple, hot. Are got the hot? rabbits outside. Yeah, Bo, Bojo and... What's the other one called? <laughs> morph, <laughs> Morph, sorry. Oh, morph. <laughs> morph, Morph. Uh, uh, Bojo and Morph. Sorry, I, 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 honestly, Morph, if you're listening. <laughs> well, he, he can't help but listen with the size of those ears. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot your well, name. Get the numbers up. Lovely rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> tasty. How do you like rabbit? I'm not, I'm not eating them. You can't eat them, of course. You can't. That, that was on the buffet. They're quite big, actually. They taste, yeah, you get a bit, get, get quite a yeah. good plate for I'll tell you what I had to eat in the Caribbean when I was... Crocodile. On, no. Mountain toad, no mountain rabbit, they called it. I think. What do you mean? Well, they, I, I went somewhere, I think it might have been Guyana or somewhere, somewhere where there was mountains in the Caribbean. And we've gone to this restaurant, and um, on, the, on, on, on the menu was mountain rabbit or something. Oh, you, it was called mountain chicken. Mountain, <laughs> no, it was called mountain toad, mountain rabbit, mountain chicken. No, so make up your mind. So it was a chicken. It was called mountain chicken. And I said, right, I'll have mountain chicken. And it came up and it looked a little bit like a chicken. But in fact, it was a huge toad. It was a huge frog. That can't be right. No, it's right. Honestly. That cannot be right. Yeah. Someone, please, please. And what did it please taste like? Tell us. Well, it that did taste like right. chicken. <laughs> chicken. It was a chicken, wasn't it? It wasn't, no, because the fella said, the fella said, oh, actually, it's a, it's a massive toad. Mountain. Mountain sh- chicken. One of the Caribbean islands. Mountain chicken. Yeah, don't lick the back of it, because no. I think it's got sort of like... Images. LSD qualities to it. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's one of those. No. Don't lick well, the back I'll, of it. I'll no. look it up. No, he's right. He's right. There, there's, thank, a, there's a mountain they, chicken. Yeah, oh, that wow. is a mountain chicken. It's a, well, it's a frog. <laughs> it's a it's massive... Massive. massive frog. Look at the size of them. I know. <laughs> Big better kit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hop over the hop over the counter and get us a. Is beer that how it something. came on the plate? Yes, it did. Well, it does chicken-y. look like chicken. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I told That's you. Why. Listen, I, I listen. I don't. I don't lie. No, no. 
Let me just get a bit confused. Yeah. What, 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 did you, what, did, what did you have it with? What sauce did you put with it? Uh, Bernays. <laughs> <laughs> In your downtime, Mike, have you been getting excited about the return of Test cricket? I have. I, I, and what's really um, been nice about, you know, if you think about the last few years, cricket is, I think I said maybe on the pocket, it, 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 the Test team, you've kind of snuck from behind the curtains to Ooh, watch them. Yeah, yeah but the white been ball, a bit sidelined. Yeah, and the white ball team, you've been like, oh, ready, the white ball will give every team in the world a good old bashing. But I don't know, something about this Test match team, what they yeah. did in the three games against New Zealand, um, the Test match against India, India are a high-class team. Um, yeah, excited. South Africa, though. South Africa are a team that I just think they're coming up the rails. They're they're yeah. a, they're a very disciplined side. Whether they can cope with, I mean, you look at the Lions. The Lions gave them a real yeah. hammer in the Wallop warm-up it. game and scored at five point six sixes. So uh, England will try and score quickly. Um, this bowling attack for South Africa is Good. decent. Decent. Um, you know, Rabada, Janssen, high class. You know, the spin twins of Maharaj and 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 Harmer. Yeah. Um, Friend so, of the pods, yeah. Simon but I, I, I'm, I'm just looking at the way this England team are batting, and, it, and and we know that they're going to come out and be aggressive. It's just whether, you know, the South African side on that the back of that warm up game where they got uh, hit for quite a few runs too quickly, can they be brave enough to realise that? I believe that you have to bowl this England side out in sixty, yeah. yeah. Because if you let them bat beyond sixty, <laughs> yeah. they're going to get plenty. You've got to be brave in terms of your field setting, be really aggressive with your bowling, and say to England, right, we're going to bowl you out. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, with the field settings, Mike, do you think set it like a one-day field or just go ultra-attacking? I'd, I'd go ultra-aggressive. What, because, slips and gullies? And... Because I, I watched the, the New Zealand series <coughs> closely and obviously the Indian Test match closely. And when in, India spread the field at Edgebaston... Yeah, too easy. The good balls were going for ones. Yeah. You know, so you've got a set of fields that if a bowler bowls a good ball, it's not going for runs. And if he bowls a really good ball and the edge is found, you've got to have catches yeah. there. Yeah. And if a player wants to be driving Rabada on the up through extra cover consistently good luck yeah. so I'd be trying to create that vibe with my team to say right alright we know England are going to be aggressive yeah. but we're going to continuously ball that ball on and around four stump full of length with the odd short sharp bounce fire, fire with fire yeah and, and say to England alright go you've got to make them hit your good balls for runs you know, if you bowl bad boys, you're going to disappear. And, and you know, if you go back to New Zealand and India, I think this 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 tactic of England almost put these bowling attacks so much on the bad back foot yeah. that they forgot to bowl their best ball. Yeah. And you've got to probably take that extra that extra breath at the mm. end of your run up and go right, just bowl your best ball. Yeah. Make Bairstow, Joe Root, Ben Stokes play really high risk cricket shots. And if they can do that over a period of time, don your cap, don the V and T cap, oh, and say, say well played. But uh, I, I still feel if. If you've got Rabada and these quality bowlers bowling their best ball over the period of 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and people are going to be aggressive against you, yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll create opportunities. Yeah. No, I'm really looking forward to it as well. It's, it's almost like a, the start of the summer again, yeah. isn't it, for some reason? We had that beautiful start, didn't we, with all those chases and what have you. Now it's going to go again. Now people, I, I think that New Zealand were a little bit sort of Pumped, wobbled, they, they, yeah. Were, yeah, were wobbled by it. Now I think that you know the likes of this South African team would have sat down, Mark Boucher and everything, taken all this into account, and will have plans in place just to sort of like it's not that sort of like knockout blow, which I don't think that New Zealand recovered from. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go again. Yeah, the South African skipper Dean Elgar, he's been talking the talk, yeah. he's saying it's only a matter of time before 
Basball comes yeah. unstuck. I think there's going to be a bit of needle in this. Yeah, they generally is. Like, South Africa, England, like yeah. you, you go back over many, many series, they're generally really hard fought. Yeah. There generally is a, bit, is a bit of needle. Love it. I guess we as ex-England captains are, are always, you know, Graham Smith getting rid of us. Yeah. You know, it's been, <laughs> I got, it's I true, got done it? by him, Nasser Hussain got done by him. Uh, I think Strauss, but I yeah. don't think Graham was, was Graham the captain when Straussy. Decided to call it quits. I'm not too sure, but he pretty much gets rid of all of England's uh, last few captains. But there'll be an eagle. You know, South Africa will come at England. Uh, they won't hold back. Uh, it's just whether have they got a bowling attack that's going to be able to bowl their best ball consistently over a period. And also, quite an inexperienced batting lineup. We know coming to England's difficult, isn't it? Duke Ball, Swing and yep. Seaman, Broad and Anderson. Can those batters at the top? get enough runs for them uh, uh, also the weather's been fantastic mm. so you might see a couple of spinners knocking around yeah, yeah. looking forward to that yeah and you, you talk about experience you talk about Anderson he's turned 40 since the last test so he'll be playing yeah. this match it'll be his 173rd test yeah. uh, and he'll be 40 he's been saying that he doesn't feel 40 no. age no, isn't look, catching he, up with him no, but it's extraordinary fresh. isn't it yeah he looks it fresh he, he bowled great against New Zealand um, yeah. you know we know with Jimmy Anderson now that England will manage him. Uh, Ollie Robinson's back in the squad. Uh, he doesn't get a run out at the first time of asking, but over the course of the three tests, I'm, I think Broad and Anderson and Robinson will probably just rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they've got a little bit of depth in in terms of the, the seam bowling department. That They're still desperate for pace. Mm-hmm. They're still desperate mm-hmm. for a Mark Wood, a Joffrey Archer, Ollie Joffrey, Stone. Yeah. They're desperate for that pace element. We're joined by Charlie Morgan. He's the senior sports writer at The Telegraph. Um, and you've kind of, sort of, been facing the South African pace attack this week. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. sort of. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Charlie, you don't look like you've got any bruises. No. No, very good pads, slightly softer balls, and um, and lab conditions. Okay, so no you, be, you, better explain, so you better explain what was going on. So, yeah, so I was, at, I was at the batting lab, which is a facility in, um, facility in Salisbury, and... It's a batting simulator. Richard Rigby's the director there, and it is fantastic. It is. So a couple of kids were there uh, before we had our afternoon there, and you would need. My parents would have needed wild horses to drag me away from it. <laughs> had I been a few years, which is brilliant. You've got an animation um, coming at bowler, a, an animated bowler in their run-up, and uh, Richard, who's the main man there, sort of programmed a few variations so you can. Um, you can effectively face the variations and speeds of um, anybody you want, yeah. Um, and yeah, we d- and we decided to have a look at the at the Pro Tiers four pronged seam attack in it with humiliating results. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Who who, who didn't you get on well against? I d- I d- well, I didn't get on well with any of them, I'd say. <laughs> but um, Jan- facing Marco Jansen was just oh. a fiasco because <laughs> what a kind of. What I kind of figured out was it's the cumulative effect, not only of kind of facing one bowler, and he, he sowed it, Richard sowed a bit of a seed of doubt in my head by just saying this this machine, you know, it's got artificial intelligence, so it'll be working you out. And I thought, what? right, okay, yeah. So that well, that, all that meant was just, um, you know, so for Rabada, it, it, his his stock ball would be an outswinger, and then every now and then it'd hold its line, and and. It, in the mid '80s, having not played for 12 years, that was plenty for me. That <laughs> um, had my had my number, and then and then Janssen. Yeah, so oh. the, the tough thing about Janssen was just what I mean about the cumulative effect is having faced two right arm overs, then facing that variation, 
of not only the animation obviously coming a left arm over, but also those that little bit of a difference in angle and, and swing. And he and Jan- the odd one. Jansen's six foot eight, right? Yeah. So was it coming from a yeah. from a height as well? Well, no, 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 no. So say out of the same little kind of um, hole in the wall. But I don't know whether that's partly um, a bit, a bit of a bit of as far as kind of the pitch a bit, maybe a little bit shorter to to kind of yeah. um, simulate that. But or, or, or maybe all of that's in your head. But no, the, um, <laughs> the, there was one point where Jansen kind of speared one across me, having tucked me up for what felt like. Um, what felt like a while, but it was probably only about four balls. And I just lurched at it and burst out laughing. Which must have looked, must have looked even even more clueless. Charlie, so you, yeah, you get the you get the visual of the bowlers running in. So yeah, you yeah, get yeah, their run yeah. up. Tell us of the four, who's got the most intimidating run up? <laughs> well, I think it's it's a fairly similar animation, Richard. I guess that that will be the next stage of Richard's plan is. Um, getting a good likeness on those guys, but well, I think for, as far as how much you're uh, nervous on the way up, what he told me about Norkier, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but that, that he would just follow you around the crease. So as you're facing that, that was that was pretty intimidating to think about on his on his uh, on his runner. And, and we should just say you're, you're no mug because you got uh, five first class matches when you were at Durham University. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, well, I think I've become a muck in twelve years. Uh, <laughs> twelve years of um, yeah of dust accumulating on my pads. But yeah, that was the premise of it to see see whether muscle memory would be a match for these guys. And I hardly set the world alight at Durham either. So there was there was that as well. But it was just I have to say I've had a, I've had a, had a few mates who've seen the video. And have just all said, but when can we go? <laughs> um, Charlie, can that, yeah, can the, these uh, these machines go back in time? So could you face the cat Tufnell? Oh, um, that'd be great. I, I wasn't allowed to face the, the my editor who'd set up the day didn't allow me to face a spinner because he thought it'd be a lot funnier. Um, <laughs> but, but as somebody as somebody who's commented below the line on the article said that actually you probably I probably look just as if not more stupid facing an elite level spinner than um, <laughs> than I would do the the pace uh, pace bowler. But yeah, I'm sure that Rich has got that in his. Um, that would be brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. Is, an elite level I mean. spinner or Phil Tufnell? Oh, see, there was. Uh, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. So I could face myself. Yes, Phil. Wow. Oh, you were good against spin. I was. I was yeah, good spin. Yeah, no, lovely. Oh, that sounds great fun. And the there's, video's there's up so on the website, many... isn't it? So uh, people can video's go and watch that. And website, yeah. Make, make comments. Swearing, <laughs> swearing, sweating, <laughs> nicking it. You haven't you have had such a deluded kind of... Um, idea of how it was going to go i think as well that money sort of feeling angry with myself for nicking off to um yeah a, ro- a robotic rabada but actually you know <laughs> actually they can, can be fairly proud i think of how it went i was only about 20 down after after um yeah after facing four times 12 balls in the- <laughs> well charlie well done you that's fantastic and thanks for joining us telling us about it cheers charlie cheers charlie no thanks for having me We are joined in the studio today by, and I think I can say this without fear of contradiction, cricketing royalty, oh. Sir Geoffrey Boycott. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you've got a new book out called Being Jeff Bo- Geoffrey Boycott. Uh, it effectively chronicles the 108 tests you played for England. 
Can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of the book, why you decided to write it? Because you've written it with John Houghton, a superb cricket author. He's writ- You've written the sort of first hand of all those tests, and then he sort of tied it together with a bit of uh, analysis. And- Didn't happen like that. No. I was stuck in South Africa when the lockdown came. Right. There were no flights out. I finally got out in late May. It was the last flights which were arranged to get British people back to the UK. And we weren't allowed out of the house uh, to go and play golf. You weren't only allowed to go shopping. And you were stuck doing nothing. Yeah. I know a lovely setting and everything. It's still nice, April, May. And I've got lovely views from my house on a Jack Nicholas golf course. And my wife said, just sit down and start writing something. Do something yeah. in the morning. Because the only thing I did is went round my garden and house about 25 times walking on the morning. That was about a mile, I thought. It's the only exercise I got. You weren't allowed to go anywhere else. So oh, you don't know where to start. You have a piece of paper and a pen and you start. Just write about something that happened. All these yeah. things you tell me about that's in your head. I said, well, how are they going to make a book? Just to think about that later. So I just thought about when I played my first test and my second test. And not the actual test match itself, although you're going to mention a bit, the people who something happened, especially in that test, but things around it that happened. Yeah. And that's what I did, and I was stuck there a long time. Uh, so each morning, that's what I did after I'd been walking and uh, just sat down and it gave me something to do. And then when I got into it, you check your facts as well. I had wisdom there for all the, you know, forever, and you say, well... So-and-so, I think I made 76. No, you didn't. You made 62, and <laughs> you've got to get your facts right. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, them right, Jeff. I bet you absolutely. were spot on. I, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them all, especially those damn times you got out for naught. Oh. oh, they're not good. So, yeah, I, I wrote down things like, she told me, come on, write, just write first. So when I went to first tour to South Africa, yeah. Um, Donald Carr was the manager. Remember, he became uh, yeah. the main man at English cricket, MCC. He was assistant secretary, so he still be. He came along, he gave us these cards, which I found out were the immigration cards, weren't they? And I filled it in. I'd never been on a plane. VC10 to Rhodesia, Salisbury, the capital. And I pulled in occupation. I put making runs. <laughs> 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 and I... I gave him the card and he collected them. <laughs> and then he came back. Yeah. And he said, Jeffrey, uh, I said, yes, manager. He said, this uh, occupation, um, you're a cricketer. I said, yeah, but I ain't come here to watch others bat. I come to make runs. <laughs> and he said, well, uh, what about fielding? I said, that's what I do while I'm waiting to bat. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We went on and things like that happened yeah. and, you know, sometimes during the match, but before and after and things. So I started writing these things down. Yeah. And so, you know, just went through some test matches like we rained off and nothing happened. So we go through it quick. Yeah. We're not going to get on about that. But I just went through my life and things so, that happened when Doug Insull dropped me for slow scoring. Yeah. I made 246 not out. Oh. We won the test match by six wickets. dropped. And he dropped me. Yeah. How did that conversation go? Yeah. Never had get, one. I didn't have a mean? conversation. He never had a conversation with me. But how did you get dropped? How did you know you dropped? 
Well, find out on the news, right? You wait for the one o'clock news. Yeah. There was no invitation or anything. That came later, but you used to sit by a radio at one o'clock, BBC yeah. radio, the news, <laughs> right at the end come the sports news. <laughs> and the England test team for the next <laughs> test on Thursday will be... And got, you're waiting and... Oh, got be, 260. Yeah. Got 260. And <laughs> he never it was, spoke a, it was to the me. highest score in professional cricket in England that season. And you were <laughs> you were dropped from the England team. I and won the match. And and, and and the context of that, Doug Insull was the chairman, chairman of selectors. Mm. He had this concept of brighter cricket, right? Well it'd be nice if he'd have told us before I batted. <laughs> well this this is the thing. It sort of occurred to me that it was like a sixties equivalent of Basball in a way. He was trying to get more entertaining, faster scoring cricket. But what, whereas Basball is very much has oh, got the buy-in of the players. If his idea, the, his yeah. idea was good, maybe. Yeah. But tell us all what you want. Yeah, I'd made uh, my first pair. I never made. I only made one against Norman Graham at Bradford on a poor pitch. It rose up. I never got bat on ball. Yeah. Hit me gloves. Went to the keeper. Hit me gloves. Dropped on top of the stumps. And I mean, I made no runs at all. I. I I put down how many runs I made. I was surprised to get picked. I think the only reason I got picked is because it was at Headingley. Mm. If you'd been picking people on form, there's no way I'd have got picked. So he never sat us down and said, like, you know, this is what I want. So I sort of grafted the first day. And then the second day, relaxed, I've got 100. I made 140 in three hours, we declared. We won the yeah. match, made them follow on. And he dropped me. And I heard that on the news. I was playing a... Uh, I think an international Cavaliers before we had 40 mm. overs cricket on a Sunday. Abergavenny, you were. Abergavenny, right. And uh, <laughs> oh, I was in tears. I mean, the press uh, were everywhere. I yeah. was huge. And Lance Gibbs, was a test player, grabbed me, shoved me into this tent, and he said, Listen, you, you've done nothing wrong. Mm. You hold your head up. If you'd have been a West Indian, you'd have been a national hero making that score and us winning. So you hold your head up. Yeah. Stop me crying. I got up. And it was brilliant of him, wasn't yeah. it? And that Doug Insull never spoke to me ever about it. Yeah. Even when I was dropped for the next test and then I got picked for the one after, the one after, I was terrified to play a maiden over. I got stumped yeah. about 20 <laughs> on. I, got st- I should have been run out, not stumped. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I was terrified. You know, it was... a. Not an easy pitch, actually. It was a poor pitch, and we won that game. And it turned, and they had Betty people. So yeah. I, I sort of ran at him. I was terrified because I knew I, I couldn't get done again, could I? Yeah. But he never spoke to me. Then, after the rest of my life, never spoke to me. No. And you say, you say in the book that you think that that episode... Scared in some for life. Yeah, it sort of shaped the public perception mm. of you mm. as well. And it's always going to be there... Because it's a fact. It mm. happened. I got dropped for it. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many matches I helped win for England, how many times I helped, you know, a test match for England and did good. I was saved a test match because I did one or two. Mm. That's always going to be there. You can't avoid it. And so the good innings and, you know, some people who don't like you, don't like your persona, don't like your batty, don't like you, what are always going to be able to fall back on that. And so... The irritating thing is he never spoke to me mm. before or after. He never had the guts to come up and say, listen, Jeffrey, that's not what we want. This is what we want. So, And Brian Close, Brian Close stuck up for me at the meeting. Yeah. 
you, you see me after the match and everything. He was talking to me, had his arm round, his throat to bits. He knew I'd grafted from... I was out of form. He was always for it. So if you have a captain who... Look at Michael. Michael was an excellent captain. I'll say that for you. I've said it before. He had instinct for it. If you have a captain, you have to allow him the latitude to run his team, don't you? Yeah. And it didn't happen like that. So I said they should have... They should have spelt his name with an A. Phil, how many books have you done? I've done about nine. Nine? Yeah. How many books have you done now, Jeff? I've done about eight. Yeah. Well, I could bat and he can. <laughs> <laughs> He's done one more. Now, now this book, Reliving 108 Test Matches. It was just to... You know, to get some stories out. But which, which yeah. part of the book, when you're writing down and trying to memorise all that, and I know you're brilliant at memorising everything, Yes. but which moment did you start to smile and thought, oh, yeah, that was, they were great times? Great time, Australia. 70-71 with Raymond Illingworth's team. Mm. We beat the Aussies and uh, we beat them fair and square. We had some really quality players. You know that you can be a good captain and have an ordinary team. And you get, you get known as a poor captain because of results. Raymond was an excellent captain, tactically brilliant. Looking ahead, two steps ahead of the game. Captains have got to see ahead. It's all right, you know, Nick goes to second gully and then you put a gully in, it's a bit late. <laughs> You've yeah. got to see, look, the way he plays, he's going he's gonna to edge it there, get the money in beforehand. That's the clever bit. Raymond was clever and he had some good players. John Edrich was a top player. And Basil D'Oliveira, middle order, I don't think people... I think people liked him, especially because he was cool he came to South Africa and got in the England side. But actually, they should have liked him because he was a, he's a top mm. player. He had a great temperament. Mm. One of the best... Tem- him and John Edwards had the best temperance I ever played with. They could play a miss and forget it. And that's so important. So important. They were focused on the next ball. Nothing, nothing phased them. I mean, what but Dolly did, I wasn't playing the match, but when he came in and made that 150 against Australia to get what should have got him on the plane to South Africa, then the Doug Insole didn't pick him, did he? Yeah. He was involved again. Oh, uh, Doug, <laughs> Doug with an A, my God. <laughs> he didn't pick him. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it was magnificent. I don't care if he got dropped or what he... Oh, the pressure he was under. He wanted to get there, you know, because of that apartheid and everything. It was unbelievable. And then they didn't pick him. Uh, I mean, he had a wonderful temperament. We had snow. We had Underwood. Great, yeah. great, great bowlers. Yeah. And Notty was the best wicketkeeper I've ever seen. And he got runs under pressure. Not when you're 600 for six. He got runs when you're in trouble. Yeah. That's the important bit. Jeff, Jeff, do you think... Batsmen nowadays have lost that art, that sort of, of temperament. Do you think it's... Yeah, well, it, it's all... It's how many balls you get now. Look, one-day cricket's taken over in people's minds and uh, it's all about balls. You see television, you play a test match and they come out and they give you how many balls. I don't mm. know how many balls. I want to know what he's done. Did mm. he play under pressure when he got in? Were we four down for 80, which is usually normal with England? <laughs> Did you get us out of trouble? It's a bit about balls received, but it's got into everybody's psyche now because of 2020, 50 overs we had, but now 2020 is taking over. And it's all about, you know, crash, bang, wallop, isn't it? Yeah. Strike rates and... Strike rates, balls received, everything. And that's important in 2020. Test match cricket isn't about that. 
I, I thought, uh, you know, uh, John Woodcock summed it up. He's, uh, test match cricket is an examination mm. of your technique, your temperament, your character, your ability. It's all kinds of things wrapped up. 2020 is fun, isn't it? It's just fun. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's good for the game in some way. But test cricket is that examination. You, yeah. you, you're never sure what's going to happen, who you're going to face. I was also struck in the book by the extent to which you you had to figure it out yourself. And you started uh, your career playing against Australia in the 1964 Ashes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm right in saying that Graham Calling got you out. Did he get you out the first three, three times? times? First three first times. Three times. He wasn't, I've never heard of him. I don't <laughs> think anybody has much. Crikey, he came on, got me out three times. And he was bowling on a line which you... Close to the stumps. Yeah. And that corridor of uncertainty. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He got me caught Simpson three times. Yeah. Bobby Simpson. In the and slips. I said to him, well caught, Bobby. He said, you keep nicking him, Jeffrey. I'll keep catching him. <laughs> but you did because you, you took yourself off and you basically configured a new trigger movement. Well, I worked out that, hang on, he comes on first change, gets me out. And the second innings at Headingley, he comes on opening. They went stupid. This guy's got me out. Do I say comes on, gets me out for four? So I realised the next test, Old Trafford, they're going to open with him. I've, I've got to work this out. I'm my hell. So I sat down with Bill Bowes, who was in England. I said, I said, Bill, talk to him. And he said, Herbert Sutcliffe went back and across. Herbert was, look at his record. <laughs> out yeah. of this world. And... Uh, Mm. So I tried it out in the nets at Old Trafford and I used it. I got 50 odd mm. at my test place. Test match after I got 100. Uh, you, you, that's what you've got to do. Where you, a lot of 2020 players, I know it's exciting and interesting. You stand there, I said it's cricket's answer to baseball. That's what they are. They're like baseball hitters. How many fours and sixes can you hit? Yep. And you stand there, you can have one way of playing. Certain shots you play well and use them. Now, I know the other shots have come in and some invention, but if you're under pressure in a test match and a fast bowler's bowling and you keep playing two or three times and missing, you're in trouble. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you haven't got time to ring up your mum or the Queen of England because <laughs> they ain't going to help you. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's nobody and the guy at the other end ain't going to help you. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the over, you could say, what do you think? He might give you... A, a piece of interesting information that might help, but you better think it out very, very quick. This, um, this, this Baz ball, this new approach that, that Ben and Baz have brought to the Test match team, the three tests against New Zealand, fantastic. Great mm. entertainment. We mm. all love cricket. Uh, mm. The Test match against India, the chase at uh, Edge Baston, chasing all those runs so easily. Mm. Um, I'm a cynic. You know, I think we all are generally have been around cricket for a long period of time. How far do you think basball can travel? Well, I don't like basball, but I know what you mean. I, I like Brendan. I've known him yeah. a little bit and uh, I liked him anyway. <laughs> Actually, better than the basball, his influence at that, the, the biggest influence I thought he gave to cricket through New Zealand cricket was stopping sledging. Mm. said that's not our way we're not getting into that yeah. we're going to play cricket hard, fair this is how we're going to play positive don't matter about the Aussie sledges we're not getting into it and if everybody did that it'd be better for cricket play as hard as you can as competitive as you can and afterwards shake hands but yeah if you can get up a player with fast bowler do it that's competitive spirit of cricket 
but you know you don't need your mouth do you you don't need some of that uh, stuff i don't mind if it's a funny remark because yeah. all laugh yeah. there's been a few of them but yeah. m- most of it is oh you wouldn't like your wife or your girlfriend to know would you or your daughter <laughs> i mean some of it's dreadful yeah and we've got one of the nicest lads one of the best bowlers in the world who was the worst at it, Jimmy Anderson? He's been terrible through his career, hasn't he? And he's one of the nicest lads. He's handsome, good-looking, wow. He's Lovely. grumpy, he's grumpy. Jimmy. Oh, he is grumpy. <laughs> ah, when he's bowling, but of the field, you look at Jimmy, he's quiet, isn't he? Nice. Yeah, and I think that's what he did. Now, this attacking, positive, yeah. It's probably better for some of the England players because they might get a quick few runs before they get out because the top three are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're rubbish, aren't they? I mean, I, I think I think what Basball. I, I don't like the term either. Basball. I don't think Baz well, does either. Right? Positive yeah. cricket. Yeah. Positive, positive cricket is cricket. better. I think positive cricket's great, and I'm actually looking forward to this Test match against South Africa just to see because I think it took the New Zealand side a little bit by surprise yeah. and it's going to be interesting to see how mm. South Africa kind of sort of counter-attack it and what have you with field places and what have you the thing I'm interested to see is what's the plan B if it doesn't work I don't think they have one I think we're lucky at this moment from England we've got the best batsman in the world Joe Root yeah. two could rival him um, the guy in India he's tired he's just had too much cricket he ought to take a, a, a good rest Coley Coley, you've yeah. got the guy in New Zealand, Williamson, he had a bad arm injury, he was out for a while, so he needs a bit of cricket to get going. At the moment, there'll be three together then, but Joe's the best player, oh, and yeah. he's in the form of his life, he's at the right age, what is he, Michael, 30, 31, 2 or something? Yeah, around that number. Anything like that, you're in your best from 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, and he's a very, very good player. You've got Johnny Besto, is in the best oh. form of his life. Oh. That will last us for a while, you know, and that's wonderful. We've all had that period, and then comes the other. I haven't, so, I haven't. <laughs> you've never had any good batting, you, Philip. You should be like Sellers used to declare on Bill Bowes at number 11 because you're wasting time, you're going to the middle. Total waste of time, you were. But back to your career, then. When, when was your most purple patch, do you think? From 28 to 32 or 3, I mean... Look, I helped with the Ashes. I averaged, what, 90-some in the Ashes when Raymond, uh, you know, we won the Ashes. I got 200s in the series, then I broke my arm. Um, I averaged 100 on uncovered pitches in yeah. 71. Yeah. Following season, I think I averaged 90-odd. Uh, things like I went to West Indies in 68. What was I, 28, under Colin Cowdery. I made a number of hundreds. I I got a thousand runs on the tour. I think I had more runs than anybody ever done on an MCC tour. Things like that. We played on uncovered pitches. It's, it's hard to keep that going because uh, it's very easy to get into poor form early season. Jeff, you were, you were talking about purple patches and everything. How yeah. how did you get yourself? Having not ever been in a purple patch, how do you get yourself into that patch? Or does it just sort of happen? You wake up. No, one, you what? keep working at it and working at it till one day it's like magic. It all yeah. slots into place. You you've been playing uh, have an odd good innings here and then yeah. you get out and so forth and you're working and working, practicing, working at your technique, and then it falls into place somehow. Nobody no. tells you why. There's no magic formula. But Michael, he had a wonderful series yeah. against Australia. What year was that, Michael? Two two. It's just it does. Yeah. And, if he knew why or how, he'd keep it going for the rest of his career. We all would. Yeah. It's just impossible. You have that 
I put it like this. Batting, you start as a youngster. Raw talent, no experience, things to learn, and you slowly and surely climb the mountain. You're getting better and better till you get up there at your best. You've got experience, you've played a bit, like Joe Root has, played quite a lot of tests now around the world. You know, it's a rounded technique, spinners, seamers, whatever. Yeah. And you stay up there, and then you start to come down with age, the mountain. You lose a little bit, whether reaction or what, speed time. But you've got a lot of experience. You use that, and you're still up there, good. But slowly and surely, you can't hold back far the time. And your reaction time against the quicks. Listen, better batsman than B, Sir Jack Hobbs. Yes. Sorry? 19700 said he got more hundreds after he was 40 yes. than he did before. But he said, I was a better player before I was 40. In yeah. other words, he, he's saying I could play more shots and mm. everything, but I'd learned more how to harness everything. Mm. Like people make 60s, 70s, other people make hundreds. You learn how to. Some people have that gift of doing it. I always had that. I expected once I got in, I was going to get 100. I was really upset if I didn't. Where, where are we in the game? Oh, yeah. Another, I mean, you've been in, oh, how many years? 50-odd years in cricket in the mm. UK. Another high-performance review. Oh, Andrew lot. Strauss and his team. David Brelsford, the cyclist on it. Another oh, yeah. perform- He know a lot about cricket, well, David. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that guy at rugby? Yeah, yeah, we good. Andrew Strauss talking to them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How many ex-players has he talking to? Who played uncovered pitches? Who played on, you know, the type of four-day cricket now on better pitches? And I mean, talk to some of them about the cricket. Talk to some of them. I mean, look. If he did talk to you, what would you yeah. what would you suggest? Well, I'd start by saying, here you are. What is English cricket short of then? That's the first thing. Because the first thing you had to say, do you accept that county cricket is the breeding ground for test cricket? It's not just got to pay its way. Because actually, a lot of the money you get from Sky, 180-odd million, next year it goes up to 220 million. A lot of that money is because of test matches. The viewing figures, the advertising they get. So don't tell me it's just coming through the gate of county cricket. County cricket makes good test players, or should do. It's been failing us. That's why there's a problem, but it should be the breeding ground. So it's not about membership of county. It's not about payment through the grade. You're getting zillions from Sky for test cricket, and that is its breeding ground. But you see, we've got so many businessmen involved who look at it as an NTO. It doesn't make any money. Not cricketers. There's hardly any cricketers on any boards, you know, or anything, or make any decisions. And that's why I don't understand Andrew not talking to ex-players who've done all this. Because... County cricket should be the breeding ground, and it isn't because England are short of fast bowlers who stay fit, those breaking down, and spinners. There's no quality spinners, and there's no up-front batsmen, top three, who know how to play the new ball, stay in, work the platform. Part of your job is to get through that new ball for the team to protect the middle order, the stroke players, to take the game away from the opposition when they've got a nice platform. And then part of the job also is for you to score runs. But if you think you're going to go and plunder the best bowlers in the world with a new conquer when they're fresh, then you're an idiot. It ain't going to happen very often. Michael knows any ex-player will tell you. Why are so many players creeping to get down the order away from the new ball? <laughs> if it were that easy, they'd all be wanting to go the other way, yeah. but they're not. 
So how do you get county cricket playing the type of cricket that creates more fast bowlers, more spinners, and more batsmen who stay in? It's a new ball. That's what you should be saying. The only way to do that is the pitchers. Mm. We're all dependent on the surface. If we keep having early season matches where there's grass on the surface yeah. or there's moisture, well, little medium paces bowl people out. That's not going to help England because they're not going to be successful. A high-quality fast-medium bowler, Jimmy Anderson, that type, Stuart Broad, they'll always be doing There's always been some of them, but there's too many rubbish, ordinary. Mm. And so my view would be, you say, this is it, counties, groundsmen, we want you to prepare a dry pitch, no grass, two days before the start of the county match. And we'll have people come round and check, explain. Two days before... So that that pitch is six days old by the end of a four-day match. That would mean that there's no grass and juice there for the mm -hmm. little medium yeah. pacer. You better bend your back and bowl fast. And by you get to the fourth day of a dry pitch, it starts to turn. Yeah. Then the spinner becomes a match winner, better than any seamer. Many of you don't understand that, but when it turns... Good spinners are better than any seamer or fast bowler. And you force the teams then to play spinners. And only by playing spinners who are going to have to be match winners, because at the moment, some teams don't even play a spinner in county cricket because it's all juicy and seam up. When they do, it's just an alternate, hold an end, yeah. it's defensive, what have you. We'll just have one, we're not going to have two. When we played on the situation, everybody had two spinners because the pitchers turned. Yeah. You've got to create that situation. And then you've got batsmen who've got to learn to stay in and bat long periods. Yeah. You've got to create that. And until you look at it, look, snooker players play on perfect tables. They couldn't <laughs> put the ball otherwise. Do you think? How do you think they would play at Wimbledon I'm, I'm if the bounce was uneven and they're going to woof it and it goes under the racket? The, the balls would be in, flying off the, oh, off they the go, table. They'd go went. mad, wouldn't they? Can you imagine? They're going to whack it on the forehand and it goes under the racket or it bounces over. They take 10 minutes, they'd go mad, wouldn't they? Yeah. You, you, you have to give them the surface for the game. Yeah. And... I don't see how David Brailsford's going to draw about that. <laughs> no, and yeah. what's that rugby man? As good as they are at their sport, yeah. because I, Michael, we wouldn't come in and tell them how to cycle or tell them to play rugby union. Because, no, we watch it because it's a nice spectacle. I'm not going to go in and tell them. No. I don't know anything about it. The other thing they have to do, they have to say, right, we're playing one county championship every week. All the way through the summer. All the way through. And then fit in your others. But look... County cricket, they say, oh, well, nobody comes. What's the point of going to Yorkshire when Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, Adil Rashid, now our best young cricketer, young batsman in Rook. there, is either carrying drinks or 12th man with England. You go to watch stars. They're doing the 2020 because they're all playing, hmm. aren't they? In this hundred and that. But how can you expect a lad to go? I used to go and see Fred Truman. I went twice to see Lenut and it rained. I never <laughs> saw the great man, but I went to see him. I didn't go to see anybody else. I went to Yorkshire the other day at York to watch Yorkshire play at Lancashire. I didn't know anybody playing for Yorkshire. We were like second team. But nobody there. The other good player, the left-hander for us from Whitby. Lythe, Adam Lythe. Adam Lythe's a good player. He's playing in the 
100. Well, this is a Fisher, is it Fisher, the machine bowler? He's playing in the 100. I said, who the hell's playing? I had to get a scorecard. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Yorkshire through and through, and I'm going, to, who the hell's playing? I don't know anybody. But this is this is the point, boy, isn't it? Where, where does everything fit in? You know, we, we've got T20, the blast. We've got Royal London that's on now, the 50. Well, you can't have all them. We've got the 100. And, and they're all competing with one another in a way. Yeah, I don't know any country in the world that has two 2020 leagues. We've got County 2020, and we've got the... Like the big bash, what they call it, the hundred. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's great. Youngsters want to go and enjoy that. That's fine, but you can't have too many of them. But you see, we're run by businessmen. Yeah, we are. We're run by businessmen who don't understand the cricket. They love cricket. They might like watching cricket, but they don't understand it. Yeah, I love shopping at Marks and Spencer's, but I don't know how to run it. <laughs> Is that where you get all your clobber from? Yeah, I'm a good cook with their stuff, you yeah. know. <laughs> you just lob it in the oven, don't yeah. you? Microwave 20 as well. minutes, there you go, Fantastic. job done. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Boys, do you, do, you, do you fear for Test Match cricket? Well, I do the way it's run. Yeah. I do the way it's can run. You, can you see a time when Test Match cricket is has gone? I can see in some countries, I think Australia, India and England will be paying themselves like Ryder Cups each time uh, because those, two, those three will flourish. There's a... You know, there's a will for it for a, quite a while yet. But countries like the other countries, yeah. I mean, they struggle. Look at New Zealand. They've only got five million people in the country. Yeah, no one at the ground. And uh, South Africa, they don't turn up in the same numbers. West Indies has been dead. I mean, there's more British people go out and watch England than mm. there are West Indians. I used to play, 68, 74. You know, they were full. Yeah. I mean, they're not big grounds. I understand it, but they're at least 10, 12,000 full. They're coming off the rafters, they sat up uh, coconut trees and on the top of the pavilion, anything for a free seat. Now, there's so many empty seats, just walk up. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem. It is, I, I just fear, and then the overrates got silly, hasn't it? It's just got daft and they do nothing about it. I did my Calgary lecture, what was it? <laughs> I can't remember. Was it 90? When did I have? I had been cancer 2000. It was 2004 I did it. And I was saying the overrate's getting ridiculous. I mean, they stop at the end of the run with the captains and a senior player and a bowler and they have a five-minute conflab about setting the field. <laughs> Raymond Dillingworth used to walk past me at end of an over to the next place and what do you think? I said, snowy in 10 minutes. And we need a second gully for this one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Off we went. <laughs> you know, um, he said, I'm going to have a bowl. I think that's, that's a good idea. Well, <laughs> that's it. No, you could you could send tea out, couldn't you, in a couple of cups at end of Johnny Anderson. Well, they often run. do, don't they? They send I out mean, the drinks. I mean, they've been playing with each other so long and they have dressing rooms before before start to play, lunchtime, tea time. What do they do? Do they not talk about cricket? And yeah. That's when we did it. And so the game moved on faster. There's no penalties and they just drudge around, don't they? And I think sometimes you just think you're run by idiots. <laughs> you're run by people who run the game and have never played. You know, they just haven't. We keep getting the chief executive, England. He says he played cricket. I looked it up. He played, played second team for North Ants and two Tom, matches Tom for Derbyshire. <laughs> yeah. Tom, that's not playing county cricket, is it? <laughs> Jeff, I don't know if you've uh, heard any of our pods before, but we have a special segment where um, Phil does an either or. 
Oh, right, okay, this is either or, Jeff. This so is some rubbish, is well, it? Well, yes, it's just either, you can have one or the other, okay? But you've got to have well, one. What are going to say, yes or no? Well, well, well no. Well, choose one of the you'll, two. You'll know, it's quite, it's quite easy. It's quite yeah. straightforward. Go on, then. First one, Illingworth or Brian Close? Illingworth. Oh, oh, oh he's straight, he's straight in there. Oh, not even thinking. Well, I'll, I'll put a big asterisk by that one. Here we go. <laughs> and I think I've got, I think I know the answer to this one as well. Truman or Snow? Truman. Oh, not oh, hanging about. Sharp, isn't he? Not hanging about. Um, Headingley or Scarborough? Headingley. Got eighteen hundreds there. Only twelve at Scarborough. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh dear, oh dear, that's a belter. Okay then. Uh, spin or seam? For what? Well, which, which, would, you which, prefer which would you prefer to face? Oh, spin. They don't put you in hospital, then. No, they don't. <laughs> Fast okay. bowlers do. Okay, or uh, oh, this is. I've got two actually. I've got six. As we got a special special guest mm. in today. Uh, espresso martini or a pint of Yorkshire bitter? Oh, I've never had a pint of beer in my life. So espresso martini. Oh, have you not? Never. Oh, okay. God, yeah, these were never tempted to have a. Never. No, a sip. I hated it. Never had it again. What, wow. Jeff? After you scored one of your many hundreds and you'd come down, what would you have then? Would you have a little gin and tonic afterwards? Yeah, have a glass of water. I'm thinking of getting another one. <laughs> And, oh, right, this one, you've answered those just straight off the bat. This is a tough one, Phil. Well, I'm not sure about this one. Holding or sobers? Oh, sobers. Sobers. Best cricketer I've ever seen. Really? I played with him. Yeah? I played with him, I was lucky. Yorkshire went to Bermuda in 1964. Yeah. We went to Canada, America, Canada and Bermuda for three weeks. What's that, for an holiday? No, we went playing cricket <laughs> everywhere. What, pre-season? <laughs> no, end of season. We went on a trip. It was magnificent. Oh, oh sounds it. I played on the most prettiest cricket ground you'll ever see in your life, Toronto. Toronto. Oh. Unbelievable. Lovely. Unbelievable. Who were you playing? We played the local teams and that. Oh, nice. Like, what was, a trip that Why didn't we do that? Went up the Empire State <laughs> Building in New York. Oh. I, uh, yeah, we went to Canada at... Uh, Niagara Falls, we went to, uh, we went to, hey, I'm telling you, Vancouver, out of this world. What a spot. Vancouver. Yeah. The cricket ground there is like on a point called Brockton Point, and it's the ocean, and the city is over to my right looking at it. The Rockies are right behind yeah. the bowler's yeah. arm, <laughs> and these big liners come from the city right behind the bowler's arm. Big what? Big liners, big, big ships. Oh, I thought you said lionesses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a dumb boy. He's just been on a ship. And so it, it's stunning. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. We went down to Los Angeles. We played uh, the end. We played C. Aubrey Smith Memorial Ground. He was a famous actor who went to Hollywood, British yeah. actor. Yeah. And he's named after him. He got cricket played a bit many, many years ago. And while well, that closely said to me, so Jeffrey won the toss with batting, or you are. We're going riding horses. <laughs> so they were riding horses while I'm batting. I'm watching them riding horses around <laughs> on this C. Aubrey Smith Memorial Ground. Then we went down to Bermuda and so was guested for us. Yeah. Because he was God. He yeah. was. I mean that nicely. He was yeah. a wonderful cricketer. Spins and a nice bat. man. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great guy. And a great golfer. Uh, yeah, but he's just a great guy. And he, um, he guested for us in Bermuda. It was like part of West Indies it was then, part of the West Indies cricket. And the first match we played, we played batting on concrete. 
Oh, it's like lightning. Yeah. Lightning. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to finger broke near. I've just got picked to go to South Africa. So I borrowed one of his long-handled bats. So I get my hands out of the way a <laughs> bit more. And uh, the bowling bounces, and they were zipping through. He come in, and we were about four down for no. He says, hey, cut it out. So no more bouncers. <laughs> <laughs> I went down. I said, what about me at my end? He said to captain, and no more for him too. So we both got 100. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you a quick story, actually, Geoffrey? Uh, my mum, God rest her soul, she used to say that you were the best uh, babysitter that she'd ever had. So I'd just like to thank that, because when I was a little fella, she used to put me on in front of the telly, and, you know, and the test was on, and I used to have the old sort of milk and the Farley's rusks. <laughs> Like that, and she used to knit, she, milk she, and a fag. No, 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 not that young. And she used to nip off and do a bit of shopping, and I don't know, mow the lawn or something like that, like that. And then two hours later, and Jeff was batting like that. And then two hours later, she'd come back. Nothing had changed. <laughs> <laughs> I was still sitting there like that, eating before these rough. Jeff was still so Jeffrey, batting. Jeffrey, <laughs> do, do you feel a part of Phil now that you, you, you were a part of You're his You're not upbringing. suggesting Jeff's batting put you to sleep, are you? No, I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there. <laughs> so how come you couldn't bat then if you were watching him? Well, I was only about three. He was well, meant to be the again. early years and meant to be everything that goes inside. Michael, you meant to remember. Michael, oh, it go. was like that tin man without a heart <laughs> in Wizard of Oz, wasn't he? Was, There's no way he could was, bat. He had well, the catting else chance. Well, listen, Jeff, you've got to be brave against them quicks, and you, you? Have, you yeah. can't. Take First thing you've got to do, you've got to have courage. Yeah. Because if they hit you, they're going to hurt. Jeff, we could we could speak to you all yeah. day, I think, and uh, I'll carry come on again. chatting. <laughs> yeah, you, you come again. We'd love you to. Come for season, season yeah. two of the pod. And uh, if anybody wants uh, a bit more Jeffrey Boycott, I would heartily recommend the book. It's a fascinating read. Uh, I'm delighted to say Telegraph subscribers can enjoy an exclusive 20% discount on being Jeff Boycott by visiting Telegraph Extra website. That's telegraph.co.uk forward slash extra. Boy, you're giving them a discount. Yeah. <laughs> And Philip, yeah. I love you, but you are daft as a <laughs> Right, I think that's all for today. Thanks to Mike and Phil, as always. A huge thanks to Sir Geoffrey Boycott for dropping in to see us today. A reminder that Telegraph subscribers can enjoy an exclusive 20% discount on his book, Being Geoffrey Boycott, by visiting the Telegraph Extra website. That's telegraph.co.uk forward slash extra. Thanks also to The Telegraph's Charlie Morgan for stopping by. The three of us are back next Wednesday where we will be unpacking the first test between England and South Africa. There's lots of great stuff on the Vaughan and Tuffers Cricket Club channel to check out in the meantime, including last week's chat with South Africa spinner Simon Harmon. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date. Until next week, goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.